And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. It is dark outside. I don't know if it's daytime or nighttime. It doesn't matter because we've got fights to talk about. We've got the UFC with Edson Barbosa taking on Sadiq Youssef. Great fight. Don't know about some of the commentary on it, but my God, good fight. And then we had the KSI versus Tommy Fury. Logan Paul versus Dylan I'm not going to box. I'm going to do all kinds of stupid things. Dennis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, what's up? Were, were you like as mystified as far as watching some of these fights as I was? It was like, why am I doing this? It was just straight <laughs> trash. Oh, <laughs> it was God. trash, man. I don't know what else to say. But hey, uh, entertainment-wise, there was it was some entertaining stuff. I mean, your boy Dylan Dennis tried to pull guillotine, then tried to My jump guard. Your boy. Your My boy. boy. And yeah, if you don't, but, if you guys don't believe that they're friends, yeah, go to go to the Bellator Instagram. There's a picture of Big John <laughs> yeah. and Dylan on there. Yeah, hugging up. Some, guys are someone, friends. Someone in the Bellator uh, media family there. They're gonna get. They love you. They love you. They love you. Uh, John, uh, just like his football teams, though. Now that Dylan's lost, he'll jump ship and become boys with Logan. And um, <laughs> this is your boy Logan Paul. Oh man, I thought. Uh, I, I mean, like. There was a lot going on, man, yesterday. We had the fights oh. with, uh, with KSI and uh, Tommy Fury, and we had Logan Paul and Dylan, the DQ, and then we had a great main event with the UFC uh, with Barboza and uh, uh, Sadiq Youssef. And I thought it was there was a couple good fights on that card, man. A couple good fights on there that we'll be talking about. Surprising. A couple surprising. Yeah, I, I thought it was good, man. I thought it was good. Um uh, outside of that, though, before we get started, though, go to uh, OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Subscribers over there. It is free. We don't charge you guys. We get some extra content up on that platform. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. Go to weighinginmerch.com and uh, pick up some of our apparel. See, John is wearing a hoodie. You want to know why? Because it's getting cold. It was freezing last night. Damn straight. Damn and straight. Um, so go to weighinginmerch.com, pick up some of our apparel and our hoodies there and uh, sh- uh, shirts that are available there. We got to do some long sleeves, man. I'm a long sleeve kind of guy. And, um, yeah, but also, even before you, we carry, because you got those carry, buggy whip arms. What are you talking those about? These skinny buggy guns whip right here? Arms. Can't even, <laughs> those bad boys. Look at those. Yeah, look, look how skinny that thing is. You can take like it. a whip. I still got it. I still got you could, it. You got you a little bit on, of texture to it. You could be on like a, even today, an Amish cart with a, what do you got against Amish people, man? Nothing. What did I say? It's an Amish cart. It's what you use a buggy whip. I'm to whip the shit out of you and fucking podcast Dave is what I should do. <laughs> really? Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good reaction. Right on time. Uh, but before we move on at all, please hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell and the notifications. Uh, we'll be dropping some extra content. We're going to be doing some extra stuff also, too, for the Bellator uh, YouTube channel. So check us out over there. And uh, subscribe to us um, down below in the descriptions for our, for our Clips channel as well. Uh, you guys, this is uh, let's get right into the into the card from yesterday with the boxing and Tommy Fury KSI. You want to start from the top, or you want to work from the bottom on this one? Uh, look, I'm not going to talk about Dean the Great and all that. I don't care. No, no, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about Dylan Dennis and Logan okay. Paul, and I'm talking we'll go, about KSI. We'll, we'll go. Let's go. Uh, 
Well, let's go. Look, let, let, it was the main event, KSI versus Tommy Fury. Let's talk about that. And uh, I thought KSI came out and looked really fucking good. He he took a page out of Michael Venom page. You can see that. He, you see that page out of Michael Venom page? You see that? You see that? But Lame. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> but, you know, training with the London Shoe Fighters, you had Norbert Novigny who has got the same style as far as he's taken MVP style and uses it. And it caused Tommy Fury nothing but trouble. Mm -hmm. Tommy Fury was not comfortable in there, and he was not comfortable based upon, shit, I can't fucking figure out the range. I can't figure out he's faster than I thought. Mm -hmm. And he's lunging in and throwing shots, and some of them are catching me. And it made a guy who is... Look at Tommy Fury can box. Uh, all these people who say, "Oh, he can't box." He can box. Yeah, he's not. He's not afraid of engaging. He throws. He does. I don't think he's got a ton of power in his hands. He's not a knockout guy, but he's got a good jab and stuff. And he it really it negated the jab. He didn't really use it because he couldn't figure out the range and he couldn't get to a point where he felt comfortable. A little bit later on in the fight, he kind of started to get it, but. You got to give it to KSI for a guy that you know came into this was never a boxer. He actually he actually boxed well. He actually fought well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a draw based upon the the point deduction, but yeah, you know, I you know that would have made you know giving Tommy Fury more rounds, but it was a close fight. Did you think the point deduction was warranted? <sighs> yes and no. He got talked into it because KSI he played it up very well as far as, you know, the way that the first one occurred. And then right away with the second one, it was like, oh, my God, you know. And instead of settling things down and everything, he decided, oh, I'm going to take the point. I'm not saying it was, you know, the taking of a point in a six-round fight. It's kind of like, you know, the whole thing with uh, MMA. Taking a point is a big thing. It, it affects the fight greatly. And so you have to be smart with it. And, and you're taking a look at how much holding was being done. KSI held a ton, yeah. a ton. Okay. You didn't take any points for that. You know, you gets to a point where you got to look and say, you got to be even about things. I didn't think it should have been a point deduction, mm-hmm. but it was. So, yeah. Um, I was, I was watching the fight. I was listening to some of the commentary on this fight. And it's kind of seeing Boy, what they were bad. saying. It was bad, John. It was bad, you know. And um, <clears throat> there's a there's a reason why some people talk fights and some people talk to the media <laughs> because there's a difference. You have to know what you're looking at. There, I heard a, a part where um, he goes, "Why is Tommy Fury not boxing like he did against Jake Paul?" Different, different and points. I said, what in the fuck <laughs> fight are you watching? He can't box him like that. He'll get fucking just pieced up. Like, that's when you know you're you're watching, like, the person doing the commentary fucking doesn't know what they're talking about. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like, you can't just sit there and try to pot shot someone who is faster than you, who's more <laughs> athletic than you, and fucking can get into the clinch anytime he wants because he just slipped, real, slipped off the jab and then grabbed you. And there was dirty boxing you on the inside. You cannot box somebody like that. You need to find ways to work your way in. He's got to strategically um, 
step off line as he throws and try to land on a big shot, or he's just got to walk him down like he was doing in the very first round. But then every single time, Kiss got to the clutch. Yeah, he kept getting caught. Getting that was cut. one. And that's why he stopped. That's what that's what it's I'm like, saying. Like, this isn't not, working. You can't just stand on the outside though and try to box him with a jab. You're gonna get fucking no. tore up. No. And so when I was listening, I'm like, what do you mean? Why is he not boxing him with his jab? And doing I'm like, You're not he's not faster, he's not more athletic. And KSI to me, I, and I said this to you off air before we started, he had a really good game plan. Every he time did. he got in the clinch, just every time he got close, grab him. Grab him. Grab him yeah. and then just grimy him up a little bit and led to getting the point deduction and that put him you know that made him feel a lot more comfortable um and it just felt like tommy had to fight from behind after that which he did he was and so it was it was a sense of urgency of like shit how do i get this done now a little bit like fuck these guys are gonna rob me they're gonna find a way to rob me like that's what's going through tommy fury's mind i can't lose to these fucking youtubers i mean it's it's on it's honestly that's exactly what these guys are thinking there's no way i'm losing to these fucking youtubers and I think it's got to the point, though, now, too, where, I mean, after watching that in the way that, like, a boxer like Tommy Fury has to box someone that fights like that, which is a YouTuber, it just it becomes a really dirty, like, kind of ugly-looking fight. Not that it was a dirty fight, like, as in, you know, um, they were meaning to hit each other in the back of the head, those type of things. It's just, it was it was an ugly fight. Just watching it. I mean, I was reading some of the the, the boxing and MMA comments. They were like, man, this is like watching two like, squeeze kids. It was so bad. And it's the style. And everyone, well, if you guys aren't familiar, like you said, with MVP and with Tom and Norvenu Jr., like their style, it's it's so difficult to deal with, especially if you have the speed advantage. <clears throat> they get in, they get out, that bounce in the step, you don't know when they're throwing. And everyone thinks they're just gonna like, oh, I'm just gonna like walk right through it or I'm going to move it offline and then land a big shot. No, no, you're not. No, not you're not, not quite that easy. <clears throat> and KSI doesn't do it anywhere near the level of MVP. Oh, you know, and it's like, but it worked And it, but it worked. It did. Every time he was able to, um, every time he was able to make him miss or land first, then he just clinched right away. It was a little bit like a Bernard Hopkins, Hopkins. Yeah, type that's exactly fight. what I was thinking of. Exactly. Bernard Hopkins used to do that, especially as he went up in weight and guys were bigger than him. He would come in, dit, 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 and grab. Yep. And he did it continuously, mm -hmm. you know, and because it works. It keeps that opponent from being able to get their shots off, get a good shot off. It crushes the space on them, and then you get to get reset. You already put it back out at distance. That's where you wanted to be anyways. How much more, how many more fights do you think Bernard Hopkins had because... He saved oh. him. He saved his body, his head, all of those things. His his ability, like, absolutely, to, to fight longer because he didn't take as many shots. He punched his way in, and like, kind of bulldozed. Remember, I don't know if you guys recall, he bulldozed with his head. Like he oh, would yeah. come oh, in leaning with his head, and then he'd get there, and then he'd clinch you as soon as he threw his combinations. He'd clinch you, and you're like, shit, you never had a chance to get off. You had to land that one clean shot as he was coming in, otherwise. You know, he would just grab you and then you had to ref to break you. And it was like, boom, start all over. Did that for 10 rounds, 12 rounds, whatever fight he was fighting. <clears throat> and what I saw last night was a little bit of that. You know, um, it was he, a lot of that. It was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but I got to give credit to KSI, man. He fought a better fight than I thought he was going to fight. I thought Tommy did the best he could with what he was dealing with. That style was very difficult to deal with. He definitely was not the faster fighter. And he was uh, not yeah. ready for that kind of style. No. Because you, had, you had not seen KSI fight that style in any of his previous boxing matches. Yeah. He didn't fight like that. 
He still had a little bit of a bounce, like like kind of like yeah, that. but but yeah, I get not, what you're saying. Not not, not not like that. Not with what he was doing. <clears throat> and um, and Fury, like you could tell, just was he felt he felt uncomfortable out there. You could see the way he was so stiff, and you could yep. see the way he was he was trying to load up and land the one shot. You you just cannot fight somebody. Let me just stand out on the outside and try and hit you with my jab. When the dude's faster than you and the guy moves better than you and the guy's got more lateral movement, he just can get in, get out. Like, you can't fight guys just a standard box. You got to put pressure. You got to make them fight an uncomfortable fight. Uh, Tommy just wasn't prepared for it. And he did in the first round or two. But then after he did that, he was getting hit on the way in. He's got to find a way to step offline and then step in and throw that jab. Or he's got to, like, kind of lower his, lower his head a little bit down by the waist as he's throwing the body shot. Way to kind of slow those guys down is jabbing to the body, then coming back up top, you know, to the head, or give the feint, make them react, and then go again. But um, look, I'm not I'm not here to knock on whoever was doing the commentary last night, but it just it just did not. It, you could tell it was almost like they hired their friend, and it just didn't sound right. So I don't I don't know. It wasn't a <clears throat> it wasn't good. I can tell you that. But I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's not fighting? I'm like, like he did against Jake. They're different fighters. You got to make changes, man. Like, it just was, it was bad. It was bad. All right. Anyways, um, let's go with the next fight. <laughs> your boy, your boy, Dylan Dennis. Woo. Man. Man. Got, all right. I got to give it this. He showed up. Yeah. He showed up. Now, I don't agree with the style that he decided to employ as he showed up. You know? I'm not, but, I, wait, wait, wait. Before you get started, before you get going. I agree yeah. with the style, but you have to have output, though. Like, there you go. I, I'm okay with the pressure and the hands oh, no, up. No. And not the, the Moving forward, putting pressure on, I thought it was great. But you can't be a punching bag yeah. that has nothing in response to what's occurring. The reason to put your hands up a la, you know, Abraham style, if you recall, you know, is to make someone throw the shots, get mm-hmm. tired, and then I'm going to just start peppering it and and blasting you. Mm-hmm. Dylan, he didn't have hardly any output. No. Hardly any output. I mean, it was uh, it was sad as far as, because there was opportunities. Look, Logan is not as good as his brother Jake, okay? As a boxer. Not even close. Not even close. There is a, there is a marked difference, and you can <clears throat> see it. And he doesn't have that much power, because he was winging shots as hard as he could mm-hmm. in some of those scenarios. And you're looking, and you're going... Yeah, you just you're throwing arm punches. You're not you're not sitting down on it and throwing that the way it needs to be to, to deliver the power you want. But he was winning, you know, no no doubt about it. He was taking round after round because there was nothing coming really back at him. You know, the from Dylan, he was, you know, putting pressure, but there was no offensive output and then Dylan started to do the the <clears throat> Look, if you're going to sign up for boxing, be a boxer. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and try to do a takedown. Don't sit there and try to put someone in a guillotine. Don't go to your back like come into my guard. What the fuck? You're making yourself look ridiculous. And, and I'm being honest. I want you to think about Josh. Where does he go from here? It's one fight. Okay. Where does he go? No one's going to put him back in a boxing match. <clears throat> okay. Do you care about him in MMA? No, absolutely not. You sign him if you're a promoter? 
I mean, the LFA or like, you know, he's got a big enough name to help me build my small promotion. Look, I mean, John, here's the worst part is that he, the guy prepared for boxing maybe for like two weeks and he still went however many six rounds, rounds. Six rounds. Yeah. five and three quarters. Yeah. And it was it, like, I look at, I look at, <clears throat> I get, you got to weigh it out in terms of, I didn't expect much from him to begin with. Nope. But I got better than what I expected. So there's ability and talent there. Like he can not, I'm not saying he's ever a world-class boxer. I'm saying that he actually coming in with the game plan of case shell up, make him expend energy. Great idea. But you got to throw back. Remember Arthur Abraham? Yeah, I do. Yep. Remember the super six and he was part of the super six. Oh yeah. One of my favorite guys. Yeah, dude. And he would, man, he would shell and just walk forward and put pressure on you and, and eventually just start. I was like, not a bad, not a bad game plan. Yeah, but you got to throw back. No, you, you got to land. Can't, you can't just wing a shot; it misses. Okay, and that, that's that's one for the three I'm going to throw in this round. It was just there's no output. You can't win a fight like that. Yeah, no, I know. Um, all the other stuff at the antics or at the end, all that other stuff. I mean, it was he understood where he was at. He was not winning the fight. Couldn't get his hands on Logan. Uh, the shooting, the takedown was ridiculous. I mean, I understood kind of grabbing the head and the guillotine threat, a little bit like how Nate did at the end of the fight. Uh, but you know, it's like, okay, you're having fun with it. I get it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I can't tell you. I mean, he maybe goes back to Twitter and starts offering people 10 grand for every time the person that likes the tweet. I don't know. Maybe that's what he does. But, um, back to Twitter. I mean, he's going to get, he's still getting sued. So let's not forget. He's still getting sued. I believe. So, I mean, that he's, he's going to have some problems after, which is the dumbest thing also. I think we talked about that a little bit the other day too. Stupid. Yeah. You can't, you can't sign somebody to promote a fight. I mean, that, that, that would be, I mean, honestly, that'd be like Habib suing Connor, uh, you know, for all the shitty yeah. ass things that Connor said, you know, and, um, <clears throat> that was a, that was a lot, a lot more harsh than fucking what, um, what Dylan did. Posted some pictures of fucking her with the people she was really with. <laughs> like, let's not, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Like you said, um, the Logan Paul thing. He's not, he's not anywhere near as good as his brother. His brother can box, and um, Dylan just, Dylan just did Dylan. Dylan does what Dylan's gonna do. Like you know, I mean, like he's got talent. He's got, he's got the ability. He's got good jujitsu, great jujitsu. He should fight MMA. I don't know what the hell he's doing, goofing around. You know, um, chasing tail, doing whatever it is. I don't know, bar hopping, getting choked out by bouncers. Dumb. Just stupid. Just stupid uh, stuff. You know, so I don't know. <clears throat> I think I think he's got he's to make an exit and figure out what he wants to do now. I mean, he still has a contract with Bellator, I believe. You know, he's got two fights for them, so he's got So you think he does. I think he's, I think he's got a four-fight deal. So he's got two more fights. That, I mean, that contract had to end. It's four fights in in how many years? Yeah, I mean, maybe they offered him all they did is they offer him a fight and it extends. They offer him a fight and it extends. That contract keeps going. And if I if I'm if I'm who if I'm the PFL and I'm thinking I'm going to buy Bellator, you kind of want him. Nope. Because now you kind of do only because you have no, Jake I Paul. No, I, you got ooh, Jake Paul. Good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's not a bad point. Yeah, but still, I don't know. I don't know. I just. I, I it, mean. It, let's go let's go over the dq okay, okay. because 
we had some people, you know, and uh, Uncle Chael was uh, on the phone with me right away saying, John, that's an automatic DQ, and the security guy comes in. And it kind of, there was a rule in boxing where, you know, any corner man or person for that that comes in, you could, you can DQ. But they never wanted to be an automatic. And there was a fight that occurred uh, probably about 10 years ago where a referee DQ'd a fighter who was absolutely, no doubt, winning the fight easily when his corner man accidentally stepped in the cage thinking it was the end of the round when the referee had actually called time. Big deal. And he, he ended up giving the fight to the opponent. That was not looked upon. And you can look and say, okay, could the referee of DQ'd Logan Paul for having his security guard come into the ring before the end of the round or before Gordon Ryan round. got in? Yes. Gordon Ryan got in there? <laughs> Did you, yeah. you hear that? It's one of them. Oh, it's one. But <clears throat> yeah, he could have. But he also could have DQ'd Dylan Dennis for, you know, flopping to the ground, for trying the guillotine, for right. trying for takedowns. <clears throat> All those things. All those things are illegal, and everyone knows they're illegal in the boxing world. And so Dylan deserved the DQ way much over what happened with Logan Paul. And I'm not standing up for Logan Paul as far as any of his crap, because if he was proud of that win, dude, you got a, you got a long ways to go to be proud as far as that was not an impressive performance you know, against a guy who was not throwing shots at you. See, I told you guys, man, he was Dylan Dennis's boy when we started this conversation at the end. He's sticking up for Logan Paul. I told you guys, John, Big John, that's Big John's new boy, Logan Paul, (laughs) my boy. John's like, that's my boy right there, Logan Paul. That's why I just said you got nothing to to be proud of. I don't know, just being honest. Oh. Everything is a shtick with these guys. Mm. Everything, you know, you're in a boxing ring and you're you're talking about, I'm going back to the WWE. Mm -hmm. Good, go back. Did you uh did you see he's, Hendo? He's, he's made for that much more than he is for the boxing world. He's good yeah. at that. Yeah. Did you see Hendo? Dan Henderson no. put out a clip of him knocking out Bisbing, going, Hey, I can box. Let's <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, since we dudes. were just I was just with Hendo having yeah. dinner with him uh, a week ago. Uh he can box. Dude, he's still got a fucking he's got power in that fucking right he's hand. Palm, baby. He's got yeah. fucking power. <laughs> He can still hurt people. He he hurts people in training at this age. You'll hit them and they'll go, Dan. And he goes, what? I didn't hit you hard. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, I got a little story for you guys. Dan Henderson came. Dan and I have been friends for a long time, since like 98, 99, sometime around there. He came down to AK and um, he trained down there. And... All the guys, it was like right after, I believe it was right after John Fitch, Koscheck, and Swick, all, and Bobby Southworth were all, all on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, no, right that would have been, that. Well, oh, that's the time that, that's the. That's when he came to AK. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was. So I've 2005. Been with, no, yeah, I've been friends with him since, 1998, yeah, 99, sometime okay. around there. Anyways, so we, we, <laughs> this guy. He gets off the plane, comes straight to AK. Or, you know, I see, I pick him up at the airport, come bring him straight to AK, takes a look, and we get ready for training. I take him over to a friend's house to drop him off because he's going to stay there. And, um, and yeah, so then we uh, take him over to AK, get some sparring in. 
He fucking works right through John Fitch, Josh Koscheck, Mike Swick, fucking Bobby Southworth. He goes through them all. I mean, poor John Fitch, because John didn't have the the ability to kind of like get out of his way. He had John sitting in the corner on the fucking bottom rope. He was fucking, and and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, Dan, you gotta you gotta ease up on these guys. They're seventy pounders. It's like I'm not hitting them hard. Oh yes, yeah, you are. That's Dan. I'm not oh, hitting them yes, hard. Yes, you are. Javier was there going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man, it was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't. I felt kind of bad for the boys, but he was putting it on them. He was putting it on them, and he had John. He had Fitch, like kind of sitting on that bottom rope, kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like just couldn't, couldn't handle the pressure, couldn't handle the punchy power, and it just. I mean, the guys just. You, if you guys ever get a chance, if any of you guys ever get a chance to meet him, when you shake his hand, tell me what, just hit us up in the comments about what it felt like. It's like shaking a fucking granite rock with jagged edges on the side of it. Just, it's so, it's so rough, man. I was like, geez, man. I, I shook his hand the other day when I saw him at the, uh, the Bellator fights in San Diego. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the hell? Um, He's awesome, though. Man. He's a great yeah. guy, man. Absolutely amazing sense yeah, wait, what's, of humor. What's funny is you're sitting there saying that, and his wife, Rachel, mm-hmm. is gorgeous. She's a doll, but she's small as far as, you know, weight and everything. And she'll say, she goes, he just touches me and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't even want to know, man. No, no. <laughs> That's Dan. That's probably why she stayed. Yeah. That's it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Oh, jeez. Anyways, all right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our talk on the uh, on the YouTube fights. And yep. uh, before we move on, go to OnlyFans.com/slash Wayne in OnlyFans.com/slash Wayne in. If you are an athlete, if you are a younger athlete, even um, a professional athlete or an amateur athlete, hit us up. If you guys are looking to get connected with OnlyFans, you guys, we can try to help you guys get on the platform to start making a little extra money to share your content. And what I mean by content is try to sell. Try to be able to sell some of your techniques, whether you have a step over for soccer, whether you're, you play lacrosse or whether you're basketball, whatever it is, you know, and boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, any of those things that you guys could potentially put your content on this platform and make a little extra spending cash. Look, if it's an extra 50, uh, $500, an extra $5,000, whatever, uh, give us, hit us up in the comments or hit us up in the messages. We can try to get you guys put onto this platform. And uh, that's at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne. And subscribe to us over there. It is free. We don't charge. And uh, we just put up, put up extra content for you guys to view and for your viewing pleasure. All right. Let's go ahead and jump right into the main event. Let's talk some real fights. There let's you go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's go. Edson Barbosa taking on Sadiq Youssef. Super Sadiq. What'd you, what did you think of the fight overall? Um, first round. Let's, let's talk the first round. Yes. Because there was a whole lot of comments on the first round, and we had one of the commentators saying that it was a 10-7. Yeah. Okay. I had a 10 Not not even fucking close. (laughs) What the fuck? You can't put out that kind of information because then you have people start to say, well, it's not close to a 10-7. Okay? Look, Sadiq hurt Edson. No doubt about it. Did you see him get hurt? Yes. Oh, yeah. Did he get hurt twice? Yes. But was he fighting back? And at the end of the round, what did you have? A guy who survived. Survived (laughs) the round, yeah, on his back, but wasn't taking much abuse near Mm -hmm. the end. 
Yeah. Was he? I, w- I would have given it a 10-8 based yeah. upon the fact that Sadiq hurt him, put him down, and then hurt him again. Look, that was around when you're looking and saying damage-wise, he took some damage. And you can see it on his face, mm-hmm. all of it. That was a definite 10-8 round. No doubt about it. And I thought the one judge, Chris, was wrong for not giving it a 10-8. Two judges gave it a 10-8. One did not. But, you know... It, we have people fucking complaining about fucking Grasso with a 10-8, you know, against Shevchenko. And we have a commentator talking about 10-7 here. Come on, you got to be, that's not even close to a 10-7 round. 10-7 round is complete domination of the round from almost the start to the finish. We're talking Chris Cyborg taking on Jan Finney, five knockdowns. We're talking... Khalil Roundtree against Eric Anderson, four knockdowns. And I mean, righteous knockdowns. That's 10-7 territory. This was half hmm. of a 10-7 territory. territory. So. Was that first round of Gray Maynard, Frank Yeager, a 10-7 in this year, in this day and age? Yeah, could be. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people even at even at this time they'll, they'll all say it should have been a ten seven. Yeah, I wanted to know just because I wanted to see. What Absolutely, that was take a look at how much damage did he do to Frankie <sighs> in that round? It's fucking disgusting. Amazing, amazing that Frankie was able to survive some of it. You know, yeah, so, incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I had Etzin. I had Etzin. Obviously, I had it a ten eight in the first. And then I yeah. had um, I had Etzin running away with it after that. Every round after yeah. that, I had Etzin winning. Okay, let's go to the second round. Look, it was fairly close. Yeah. Fairly close. But it was pretty clear that Sadiq had kind of blown his wad a little bit. Yeah. Was looking for a little bit of air and stuff. And, and the better shots were placed by Edson. Yeah. You know, he, he started using his jab, started using the kicks. And it was like, yeah, Edson wins that round. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Again, we had it to where they're talking about Sadiq wins that round. I'm like, mm, no, no, I didn't see it that way. No, I thought I Edson from that point where he that first round ended, that was his moment. He started to collect himself, get himself back, and started mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, work his game plan and and just slowly and systematically start to pick Sadiq apart. I mean, John, when people ask us, you know about how we pronounce people's names and all these other things because we don't listen to the fights with the commentary on. But, like, I, I started doing it just recently, and I listen here and there, you know. Um, but the the thing is, is this this is why. Because you can be swayed, you can be persuaded into, that, was, that sure. should have been a 10-7. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, like, that second round went to that fighter. No. At, when I was watching it, I actually had to go back and watch it to see, and just to kind of see uh, what was going on. And I was like, yeah, basically, Sadiq won the first round 10-8, and he lost every round after that. And, and I here's the other thing. Did you give round three a 10-8 for Barboza? No. Because I he did, did drop him. He did. But and it was did. one shot. Yeah. It was a beautifully placed kick. It mm-hmm. kind of hit with you know the, the toe and, and ball of the foot, not mm-hmm. the heel, where if he had hit with the heel, it probably would have been the end of the fight. Yeah. But you know, Sadiq handled it well as far as and he, he went down. You know, he kind of stumbled a little bit, goes down, and Edson goes for a darce. And is looking at his like, nope. And then he 
starts to look for it, and then he yeah. comes around, and he, he lands a couple of shots off it. There wasn't a ton of damage done afterwards that added to that knockdown. So it was a knockdown. It was a great, yeah. and, you know, absolutely, you know, clearly makes him win the round, even if he had lost a lot of the round. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying he did, but he wins that round. He's like, but that was not a 10-8. It would have had to have more, just like Sodique had more in that first round. He hurt him twice. No, I agree. I agree. I had a 10-9 also, but I had Sadiq um, losing the rest of the, the rounds. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was ten, yeah, ten nine, ten nine, ten all the way across the board. So I, I had Edson winning the rest of the fight, and the way he did it was very, very smart. Um, he needed to slow him down. So what's a way to slow someone down? Start going to the body. body. Start keeping their hands and their elbows loyal to their rib cage. You, start you heard him in the, the body. Yeah, you heard him in the body. You could see it. But John, someone you could tell in the first round, Sadiq he, he blew his wad. But then on top of that, though, too, he was the heavier hitter. He's the guy that had the more power. And he was he had more output in that first round. He was getting after him. But in the clinch, he was letting more more than one and twos go. In the second round, because he was tired, uh, Edson was started hitting the started kicking the body, started hitting the body. And what that did was that started slowing him down. He didn't want to reach out. He didn't want to extend his arms too much because he knew he was going to get kicked or, or, or hit to the body with the body shot. And the reason why is because... As that start, as you start to get into those exchanges and you start to get tired, every little thing that touches your your liver, your ribs, you start thinking, "Man, that was close." Oh, it just it takes a it zaps a little bit of your energy. It takes it out of you. Zaps a lot of your energy. Yeah, and he just he realized I can't extend. I can't throw more than one shot, two shots, and that slowed down the pace of his fight. Sure. And he was more afraid of getting hit with a real hard, clean body shot. And having to go down than anything. And you could just tell the output wasn't there anymore. He was afraid. And not just afraid. As the fight went on, he got tired. And that's how you that's how you minimize how many shots, how many shots someone with power can throw. You start kicking to the body. You start hitting to the body. And then all of a sudden, they got T-Rex arms. They're like, nope, I'm not letting anything get out of this position here until I can try to grab you and knee you or try to elbow you or whatever it is. You could tell he felt very uncomfortable in those areas because he didn't want to get kicked or punched to the body. And Edson Barboza was mixing it up real well. Kick to the body, come back up, throw the hook, and then come back down to the body. I mean, he was doing really well in mixing up how he got to the body. Great job, great performance, great comeback. Oh, yeah, you know, fantastic. A lot, of, a lot of guys would have fucking just tuck tail and just fucking got got into the fetal position and just said okay that's it it's not me you know and um he didn't i mean the guys the guy's a gamer man guys game he's been through it all he's fought the who's who and i I saw a lot of people on uh social media talking about edson's face how does a guy with you know that's that beat up win the fight i asked bisbing how he beat dan henderson bingo (laughs) that all happened in the first round for the most part. Now, yeah. there was obviously some lumps and bumps that came after. But the damage was done in the round that you're giving it to Sadiq at 10-8. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's the the entire fight. You got to look at the whole thing. And by the end, Edson had won those rounds. He definitely deserved the win. I thought the judges had it, you know, almost perfect. Almost, almost right. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, overall, though... It, when you rate that fight, even though um, Edson won, I thought, he, what did he win, 48-46? Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the cards. 48-46 or 49. 48-46. There was a 49-46. There was a 49-40-something, yeah. Um, look, 
the fight was a lot closer though than the scorecards kind of showed. It was a close fight. Like oh, yeah? the second round was close. Sadiq obviously lost the third, the fourth and fifth, and the fifth he got he obviously lost because of the takedowns, the control from the top, all those things. But in the fourth, the fourth was was uh, a good fight back and forth, some good exchanges. Yeah, just Sadiq just needed one or two good hard shots to, to maybe try to steal the round back, and he just and this couldn't is what, get it done. This is what you're looking at, you know, when people are trying to understand judging. You're going off and saying that you know, look, our first thing that we're we're looking at is damage, you know, mm-hmm. effective damage that can bring it into the fight. That's what you had in the first round. That's why it ended up being a ten eight. And that when you have that kind of damage, it's pretty easy to say who's going to win the round. Then, you know, when you don't have that real damage, like the second round, you have volume. Who was the guy that landed the cleaner shots with, you know, not a, there wasn't a ton of damage or, or, you know, nothing heavy that really you know, was a difference maker, but it was the volume of what they put out and it was clean volume. It landed in good areas. Then you go back to the third round. What do you have? You got damage. You know, that damage takes the round. And that's what you're looking at. And, and overall, the volume of Edson Barbosa was always there compared to Sadiq, except in the first round. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I thought it was a great fight. The two of them had back and forth battles. I mean, the first round, uh, obviously, to Sadiq. And then the third round, obviously, to Edson. So both had knockdowns. Both had to grit through it and get through it. I mean, yep. that's what you're looking for in a main event fight. These guys fucking came out and they balled out and they fought their asses off. You got to tip they your hat to them. It's great work. I got nothing but respect for both these guys. Fantastic main event. I'm so yeah. glad I, I tuned in. I watched it twice just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But damn good fight. Damn good fight. <laughs> uh, before we carry on, though, I'm a, I want Dave to turn his camera on. I want you guys all to see Dave's baby oh, face. God. Let me see this Woo! bad boy. Dave. Dave, where are you at? Ah! Look at that. What the hell? Oh, man. I almost don't recognize him. Logan Paul should have brought that guy to catch a predator because that's what you look like. You look like one of those catch a predator kind of guys. Oh, Jesus. He had Chris Chris Hansen in London, so fucking Dave said, this is my chance. You guys got to understand, Dave. Dave's looking a little puffy right now because he was drinking last night. You can tell. And... After after he just texted me the other day because I told him I'm doing sober October, he just texted me, Yeah, I'm kind of been thinking about it too. You didn't think about it very long, did you? No, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> sober October. I was, I was just thinking about oh, something. Just, just thinking about not drinking anymore, yeah. but apparently that didn't last long. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. You guys, you, you got Sleepy mustache Mo- November coming up. Yeah, is it is it Mo- it's Movember, Mo- right? November. Do you in November do you shave it or do you grow it? No, you don't shave. You don't shave. Grow okay. it. Yeah. Grow. Okay, okay. Give Dave a chance to get yeah, it back. I need just a couple of days, you know. A couple oh, of days man. we'll be back in the game. What what what's what's uh, what's the wife you think of she this? Hates she hates it. <laughs> she wants to be her back. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the uh Italian train. <laughs> I think I'm kinda of right there with her. Well, just in a couple of days. Uh you know what it is, right? Well, you're from Scotland, brother, so like that area hasn't seen light, I don't know, however no. long. So it's just like a clear, like, just looks like a whipped cream donut around your mouth. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. Yeah, looks like oh. someone fucking ate a powdered donut all the way around the rim of your mouth, buddy. 
Oh man. Hey, you know what? Go back to sleep. Go <laughs> ahead. Right, I know it's right. five in the morning where we're at. So we're <laughs> filming this and dropping this for you guys at home, but I had to put you on blast. Good times with my boy podcast, Dave, man. Love Looking it. good, Dave. Looking nice. good. Don't I, mean, I wish, I wish do you would have done again. your hair. Yeah. Don't ever do don't that. Ever do that again. <laughs> oh, all right. All next right. fight. Viviana Aru, Arahu, Aruaho. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. I've heard the name say so many different ways. I don't know. How to I've say heard Arojo. Arojo. That's okay. what they were saying last night. See, this is why I went, Jen- I went on. I went on to listen to the commentary. I know it's Jennifer Maya, though. See, so yes, yes, we are good with that one. <laughs> we talked about that. I wasn't too uh, thrilled with this fight. They they came out and they fought hard. I thought uh, Viviana came out. She she won the first and second round. I mm-hmm. thought that. Jennifer got the third one. It wasn't enough. She went after, mm-hmm. but couldn't get it done. The right person won the fight, and it's you know it was a clean, you know, good technique by both, mm-hmm. but nothing that was spectacular in it. But nice win, good by. fight. I mean, I thought um, Arojo, Arojo, I think is what they were saying last night. I know I can't. Uh, I thought I thought Arojo or whatever she. I thought she landed the, obviously the harder, cleaner shots. And she, I mean, she was a little bit of a bully in those first two rounds. She she's was strong. pushing Maya. She's strong. She's pushing Maya around. She was landing a clean, hard shot. Don't get me wrong. Maya, had, she landed some clean shots too. But the overall output and combinations and the aggressiveness that Arojo or whatever was putting on was pretty impressive. I thought it was a good fight. I thought the two of them fought their asses off. And yep. uh, it was a very high-level technical uh, stand-up fight. You know, I think the last Whoa. couple takedowns were in there a little bit at the end, but but man, the two of them were getting after it. Two of them let's were talk, really getting. Let's after talk it. about high level technical stand up game. Is the fight that happened before it with Jonathan Martinez? Tell me, you I'm called right. this one. Yes, yeah. excuse me. You Tell me, that? I'm right. Tell me, even, I'm right. Bef- even before you said, it, I said <laughs> you called this. You said, I think Jonathan Martinez is actually too technical on the feet for Adrian Yanez. It's not even Yana's, it's Yanis now. See, they switched it. Yeah. Yanez. This is why we don't listen to them. Yeah, I guess. Well, see, <laughs> Yo, you and I, we, we work in the commentary, so You'll we know. hear a name, you'll hear a name, Yep. and then all of a sudden the fighter changes it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yanez. Yep. But, well, don't ever forget, don't don't forget, remember, it was Cain. Yeah. And then, then it turned to, you know, whatever was like, fuck it, his name is Cain. Fuck, you know, it's like it's Cain Velasquez. No, it's they're like in the beginning it was Cain, Cain, Cain. I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Cain. Just stop, just stop. But Jonathan Martinez, what a beautiful exhibition! Yeah, of attacking the leg and then going, continuing to go after it, just eating it up. And you got to give it to Yanis. Look, he was tough as hell. Yeah, he was hurt. You could tell, and I thought it was stopped at exactly the right time. Kerry Hatley tried to let him, you know, give time. The one thing, if I if I'm gonna say anything to Jonathan Martinez, a little bit more fight IQ, and when he goes down, don't stand over him. If you're not gonna do anything, step back right away and make yeah. him get back up so you can go after it again. But I mean, if that's the wor- the worst thing that I can say as far as your fight, fucking unbelievable, dude! You looked so good. Yeah, that, that that kid is definitely in the bantamweights. Mm-hmm. He's a problem. He nope. is a freaking problem. He's gonna he be is a problem. Accurate. He's tough. He man. He he's he's got the full goddamn tool bag of he can go to the ground on the feet. He's dangerous. He's showing that. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be. He's one of those guys. Look out, top five. Here he comes. 
Yeah, he's got he's got power in his hands, and he sets up his kicks really well. His back rear leg kick is fucking nasty. He kicks to the body as well. He was just able to land on that inside kick repeatedly over repeatedly. and over, which yeah, which started doing it, damage. I think early in the you, like midway you, through the first like, round, you've been hit to, with a kick to the inside of the thigh. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. What it is. is fucking? Yep, it's horrible. And it's like I was like, oh man, that's that's hurting. Yeah. And he was just—he was able to land a couple in the first round. You could see that Giannis just started switching stance a little bit, or kind of taking a step back. And you're like, okay, it's having an effect. Totally affected him. In my past totally. fights of watching Martinez, just seeing how well he sets up that rear kick, and not just to the inside leg, mainly to the body and the head, is what I remember the most. And he did it so seamlessly. The way he would kind of either roll the shoulder a little bit and then look like he was throwing the straight left, but then instead throwing the kick. Or he would like kind of give a little feint with the jab or throw the jab and then throw it right kind of hiding behind that jab when he would throw the kick. It was so sneaky and you could tell because fighters weren't blocking it or they were just, they were, they became so fearful of it when I, the guys that I've watched him fight. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy's on point. This guy's got, he's got good setups. He does it so subtly. Only the really the person inside the cage sees it because he has to deal with that with Martinez in front of him. But if I'm at home watching, you're not thinking he's doing much. I mean, the only reason why I'm I'm able to kind of pick up on it is because it was little things like that was like things that like some of the high end kickboxers at, at American Kickboxing Academy used to use on me. It's like Jesus, man. Like they would just give a little roll, a little feint, so they act like they're gonna jab, or they did jab and they just hide the kick behind. Those type of things come from high-level kickboxing, high-level technique, high-level co coaching. He's got it, man. He's got it. Yeah. He's got thick legs. He's got power in his hands. Got power in his kicks. He's gonna be a fucking problem. He's a problem. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of his ground. If someone's able to get him there, I mean, you get him to like Marab. I mean, it's like you put him against Marab. Marab's a good wrestler. I haven't seen him wrestle at that level yet. I haven't yeah, seen no. an Aljamain Sterling. Like, you know, will they be able to get him down? Will they be able to hold him down? I mean, he's good on the feet. Everything I've seen of him on the feet is next level. So he's going to be a problem on the feet. I'd like to see maybe him in Sanhagen. Oh, my God. Jesus. Dude, it's... I want to I'm, I'm being honest. Think of, you know, give, give him, obviously, another year and a half, two years. Oh, yeah. But him and uh, Sugar Sean, mm. the stand-up, what a technically great fight that could be. Yeah. Sean, Sean's a little bit faster than him. And I think he's gonna be a little bit longer. Yeah, Sean's a little he's bit faster than him. Sean's yeah, longer. Sean's longer. So I think yeah. I think it, it will be a fun fight. But I want to know how Sean handles those kicks. Yeah, that's that's where you know, like that's where it all kind of lies. And Sean switching stances quite a bit. But I mean, Sean will stay in that in that conventional stance, so he'll go inside leg kick on him as well. Good fight though. I, th I thought very very high fight IQ against uh, against Yanez by Martinez. Yes, great job, great job, man. Yeah. And we had Michelle Pereira against Andre Petrosky. Pereira going up in weight to 185 for the first time. He was always a huge 170er. Didn't make weight against Wonder Boy. They moved him up and they did him a favor because, dude, he yeah. put Petrosky away fast. I was really shocked by that. Petrosky is a good, tough fighter. He's a guy that takes shots. He got hurt bad. He just. Yeah, he did. Goes down, had he, you know, turned over. Obviously, he was hurt, and a big, big opening middleweight win for Mikel Pereira. But 
I was really surprised that he got rid of Petrovsky that way. I thought it would be an extended battle, and the real mm-hmm. question was who was going to get tired, and it never got to that. Yeah, I think with Michelle Pajera, I think what we think is when I see him in the 170-pound division, I'm like, man, this guy's huge. Then I saw him in the 85-pound division, I'm like, this guy's huge. Like, he's still big. <laughs> still big I yeah. mean, he looked way bigger than Petrovsky. He looked way bigger. The two of them, set, when they were standing face-to-face right before the shot landed and sent him down, I was like, man, Michelle is big. He's a big body frame. And he even came out and said that. I read one of his media things, and he's like, look, he's like, I've got to quit denying the fact that I'm an 85-pounder. He's like, I just can't keep killing myself to get down to 70, and half the time you don't make it. Yeah. So good call on him. I think he'll have some success there. I think he'll have more energy because he was someone too that kind of tended to slow down towards the end oh, of the yeah. second, into the third because of the. But he also he also slowed down because he fought stupid and crazy backflips and all that shit. That that'll that'll run your energy down. Running off the cage, trying to do things like that. Like th- those things will run, those so, things will run your energy down. I want to say his first it might have been his second fight, but it was the first. I want to say it's his first fight. Mm-hmm in the UFC was against a guy named Tristan Connolly, who Tristan is a 145 pounder. He took that fight at 170 to get into the UFC. And because Bahetta got tired, Tristan won that. Now Tristan's great on the ground, but there you go. Tristan Connolly right there. And he had one fight before it, Danny Roberts, which was a flying first one, first round. But Tristan Connolly took that fight last minute, and he's a. If you if you look at Tristan's record, mm-hmm. he's a 145 pounder. He's Jeez. he's fought at lightweight, but he's a 145 pounder for most of his career. You know, you look and you go, that was all because he gets tired doing yeah. all that crazy stuff. Yep. And well, he he's, stopped he's doing. Calmed, he's calmed all. He's that calmed down. that down now, and now he's I think more focused on. Look, there comes a fa- there comes a, a stage in fighters' careers. Um. We're like, you're out there having fun and you're doing all the, whatever it is you want to do. And then like you start working your way up the ranks and the guys start getting tougher and you start realizing I got to start taking this more serious because I'm going to yeah. get beat. I'm going to get beat up. And then there comes and then after that stage, then you're starting to look like uh, we had Bobby Green on, which will drop um, on this show or no it'll be next week. No, it'll be in the middle. It'll be in the midweek show. We had Bobby Green on, but it comes a stage where you're thinking that you just want to fight the guys that motivate you where Bobby's at right now. You know, you like you come, you get to that stage of like guys that get me up out of bed, guys that I know, man, this would be a great fight. Those are the, and that, you hit that stage. And I think at the end, you're just kind of like, okay, now how much longer do I want to do this? Is it towards the end? Bobby's in that stage of, I want to fight the best guys that I can that get me up out of bed. That motivate me, that are gonna stand and trade with me, stand and bang with me, whatever it is. Whatever Bobby wants to do, like that's but there's there's stages to your career. Have fun. Pahea was having that. And then now it looks like he's it's getting serious. a little more serious. You know, he's gonna to try to probably make a run at one eighty five now that he's found his weight. And then at the end we'll see. Maybe it'll be somebody that tries to motivate him. But he's a fun fight he's a fun fighter to watch. I think he's yeah. finally in his weight class. We'll see exactly what he can do as the yeah. fight moves on. All right, Christ, next one. Christian Rodriguez taking on Cameron Simon mm-hmm. in a catch weight because it was, was supposed to be a 135-pound banner weight. Christian Rodriguez is the one that couldn't make the weight. Simon 
said it was okay. They went up to the 140. You know, we watched Christian Rodriguez when he fought uh, Rosas, mm-hmm. and he was the one that put the the first loss on that record for him. And we saw he's good. He's mm-hmm. out of Duke Rufus's. He's a he is a talented young man, and he proved it again against another. That, if you don't like this match and all of the different scrambles that took place and the mm-hmm. different positioning and how they went from one thing to the next. You don't like MMA. This was a great fight. I thought yeah. that they put on a show. And uh, Christian Rodriguez showed how good he really is. He just has to make weight. You yeah. got to make weight. Yeah, I thought it was a good fight, too. I thought Christian Rodriguez, um, he was just able to counter better. You know, um, Simon was just basically like he would throw, and then Rodriguez would make him, he would slip or he'd make a miss, and then he'd hit, he'd hit the counter with the overhand right or over the top or slide in with the jab. He was countering a lot better, landing the better shots, and then also adding in the wrestling, uh, the takedowns and the control. I thought that uh, Rodriguez looked good. I thought he looked real good. But it's all this is this is a big reason why guys like Stephen Thompson didn't take fights when people miss weight. Yep. Simon had an O. He's undefeated. This fight now gets rid of the O. These are the type of reasons why fighters are like, man, now that they're scared. It's no. just that they don't they don't want to they don't want to take the chance. And you're look well, you're looking and saying it's an advantage. Yeah. He now has a he didn't have to lose as much as I did. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to struggle the way to get to down to that weight. It's just all these little things and then, and then in the end then you go, I think he was stronger. He was stronger because he had the weight. All these things and this adds up to, you know, you getting that that first loss and it's a, it's a it's a true thing to kind of look at, but it's also true that Christian Rodriguez is just a hell of a fighter, and uh, he's good. But some of the scrambles and some of the position yep. they had on the ground was fantastic. I agree. Uh, what else? Darren Elkins against T.J. Brown. <laughs> what are you going to do with the damage? I thought T.J. had his he T.J. got up out of positions with Darren Elkins. I was super impressed with it. He actually put Elkins on his ass multiple times. Elkins always seemed to turn it around and get to the top position, but really a, a fun fight. I know TJ is going to be upset with uh, the result of it, but man, he came out fighting his ass off against a guy that we know is a tenacious pressure ground fighter. And I really enjoyed it. You know, to watch Darren Elkins is, I don't know how much longer he's going to be doing it, but 39 years of age, He's still, you know, he's going to bleed. He's going to get cut. He's going to be in trouble somewhere, and he's going to end up, you know, squeaking out that win, and that's what he did again. And He's had a hell of a career. I I don't know how much, you know, what you're going to do with it because, you know, obviously it's now just about, you know, the fights themselves. Yeah. But he's enjoying himself, and he's fun to watch. You're right. He is going to bleed like a woman once a oh, month. Yeah. I mean, this guy is fucking <laughs> insane. He gets cut all the fucking time. Oh, you graze him, he bleeds. He's scar tissue everywhere. But this dude, last night, oh. you know what I was most impressed by with him? His scrambles. There was oh, yeah. multiple times where he was in a shitty position. Man. He scrambled his way to the top. Yep. I was like, And, and sometimes, shit. impressively, the way... It, yeah understanding how he could move his body and okay i've got to flip over here as i spin and you look and go damn dude that was sweet that's exactly there was one phase where uh, one one part where he had like um um 
where his opponent had like his arms locked and he basically slid his head off the body and then did a backflip to get on yep. top. Like basically like a, a, a backhand. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And and doing it when you're tired, to have the wherewithal to do it when you're tired. Very impressive. This guy's he's got he's got the scrambling abilities, you know, he's uh he just you get to the upper level, he's not gonna be able to ever beat those guys because they have a, just a little bit more fight IQ. They hit a little bit harder, they they just do a little bit things a little bit better, you know. But yeah. he, this guy, he's, no matter what, Darren Elkins is fun to watch. Yep. He is so fun to watch. Uh, any other fights on here you want to talk about? Uh, oh, you got to give it up. Terrence McKinney, again, take yeah. a look at the time. Yeah. Dude, he hit that knee. I feel bad for Brendan Murrow, but hit that knee and put him away. 20 seconds. So, again, if Terrence McKinney is going to get the win, it's in the first round. It's what it seems like. And, you know, Get him to the Ooh. second round. Get him to yeah. the, the kid's athletic. He's fast. He's explosive. Uh, Chris Gutierrez looked really good as far as his fight. That was a tough fight at some mm -hmm. points, but that guy is good. And then you got to give it up for Emily Dakota. She yeah. she tore up uh, Ashley Yoder's face, man. She oh. put some big old cuts. You know how women sometimes will shave their eyebrows and then draw new eyebrows on? You we should have Dave put that picture up. Man. Dave, can you pull a, that picture up, buddy? Picture. It looked like Yoder shaved her eyebrows and basically put that thing back up. <sighs> he doesn't have it. Well, I deliberately didn't, wasn't going to put it on because I don't well, want I, I you deliberately I don't want walk. a violence violation well, on YouTube for it. Oh, is it well, how, a violence, violence violation? Yeah. We've had it before. Uh, so. Yeah, it, yeah that that's a good one. That is nasty. That's a good one. That's two new eyebrows. Jeez. Oh. Nice work. Nice work by Emily Dakota, though. That's what like a, that's what she's supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Eat yeah. her up with the elbows. Jeez. Just yeah. nasty. Oh. Well, hopefully it heals properly. Oh, they'll they'll be able to stitch it up. They'll stitch it up. She'll, she'll look plastic, okay. Better go to a plastic surgeon. Eesh, eesh. Yeah. All right, hey, that's going to wrap up our uh, talk on the fight cards. But uh, what else you got for us, Dave? Well, the first piece uh, I want to get your thoughts on is, is he saying that he's uh, he won't be back anytime soon? Um, as we'll come out this week and say it. I'm not going to fight for a long uh, I'm not going to fight for a long time. I'm definitely not going to retire because I know me. I'm not leaving like that. I know me. But if I did, I'm fine. I don't need to prove anything else. I'm going to heal myself up. You won't see me fight for a long time. Hmm. Huh. I have. I think he's smart. I think after a while, you know, all the pressure, all mm -hmm. those fights back to back, the training camps, it breaks you down. I then right away they were saying, "Oh, it's a rematch. You're going to do a rematch with Sean Strickland." I'm like, "Don't do it, dude. Yeah, don't do it. You know what? Take the time, get the rest, get your motivation back, get to the point where you're having fun again, and then come back and do it." I think it's the right thing for Israel to do. I, don't, I see nothing wrong with it. What's a long time, though? UFC 300? Is that what that is? Like, no, I mean, I'm just asking. Like, what's a long time? He's, you know, well, all right. What's the, what's this next pay per view? 295. What is the John Jones? 295 or 294? Uh, John Jones. No, next pay per view is 294. Oh, sorry, yeah, the one coming up next week. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so you, you're taking a look once a month. And you're at four, so you got six left, basically. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at six months. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, I think he should. He should just don't. Want, so if you're part of UFC 300, great. If you're not, great. Who cares? 
Yeah. You know what? Doesn't matter. No, I get it. I get it. Um, but I think for him having him on UFC 300, unless Connor takes the spot, which I think he might. They're that I can on see. That. Yeah, they're going to get Connor taking the spot. Then there's no. I mean, if you're going to be the co-main, sure you're going to make some, you're going to make a lot of money being on that card with Connor because you're getting pay-per-view points. But I mean, we'll see. We'll but see how that. you? Okay, I want you. To, here we go. <laughs> So you have Connor on, we'll say UFC 300. Mm-hmm. You think there's going to be championship fights on that card? I could see them putting Izzy on there. Okay, so we'll, we'll say because Izzy's a big was, draw. If it was Izzy against Strickland in a rematch, we'll say. So who's the main event? Oh, it's going to be Connor. Oh, really? So you're going to put I, I look at, No, we've had this discussion, John. A I think it's bullshit. Championship. Fight. I think it's bullshit. But okay. it's it's happened before. I'm not saying it hasn't, it's but we've had before. arguments with people over this, and it's yes. like, oh no, they they do it all the time. No, like, no, 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 yeah. I think it's bullshit. I think it should always be the the whoever has the title, and then I think you base it off of what's the weight. most important. Normally, thing? they base it off of weight, which is fucking bullshit. And, also, and that's but that's at least it's a standard. Yeah, and it's okay. Drives me you know, crazy. Sit there. Well, it's the easiest thing for them to do. Well, I mean, the better fighters are always in the lower weight classes, which sucks for those fighters. That's why. Ah, <laughs> uh, it drives me. It drives me. Look, I think it's good that he's taking time off. Look, so do I. not. It's not just time to heal your body. It's time to heal you mentally. Yeah. You need time to just step away. Fucking go spend time with family. Go spend time, whatever you know, banging girls. Whatever it is you need to do to get your mind off of things. And go out and have fun. Do whatever it is you want to do. Cut loose for a little bit. And then come back and detox. And then and get back into like some sort of camp and training. Have fun. You know, go out there. Like real when you realize you don't have anything coming up, some of my best work was done in the gym, realizing I didn't have anything coming up because you don't give a shit. You don't care. Like there's not as much, you're not putting as much pressure on yourself to, oh, I got I'm sparring with this guy and that guy took me down. In a camp, you let that eat at you. God damn, this guy took me down. I can't believe he took me down. But in a non-camp, you're like, I don't give a fuck. You're like you're out there having fun. I got taken down. Okay, I'll just get I back give up. Two shits. Yeah. yeah. Or so and so, you know, like like I've said, I've told people this story, not story, multiple times. In fight camp, I've sparred with guys that were 125, 135 pounds. That you know, they were good fighters, but not great. They were able to take me down in camp. I was exhausted. I was tired, whatever it was. And it ate, it ate at me for days. It days until I saw them again. Because you know, those kid, those type of guys, they'll take you down or they'll whatever. And then they won't come back to training for like three or four days because they only they're train smart. two or three days a week. Yeah, they're smart. And so as soon as that kid <laughs> came back, I made sure that I fucking put it to him. I was like, you're going with me first. And that's just, that's the mentality that you have to have. Like, hey, you, in my mind, this kid's already forgot about it. You know what I mean? He hasn't forgot about it, but he's not bragging about it like he was the day he got the eight guys got the takedown and telling everybody I took him down. And you know, I let that shit eat at me. I let it I let it get Did to you me. see? Did you see? Yeah, did, did you, you see? Did you see that double legged him right across yep. the damn cage? Yep. And then every time and then I would always pick him to spar first. And I'd say, Okay. And then as I'm beating him up, I'm on top. I'm like, Hey, do you guys see this? Do you guys see this? Yeah. I'm letting everyone know. I'm letting everybody know. Look at he likes it. He likes it rough. He likes getting hit hard. 
He likes it. Little ground and pound. Let Hello, BJ. Yes. <laughs> BJ and Rich Conkleton, man. No, he likes it. He likes it. No, he likes to go hard. He likes to go hard. He likes hitting hard. He likes it. No, coach. He likes it. Yeah. That was one of the fucking funniest moments ever. Bob Cook's in the corner going, BJ, BJ, stop. BJ, stop. It was so great. So great. Um, Good for him, though. Good for him. Take some time. You know, a loss like that can kind of... Because, look... He was doing so well. Then he lost to Yawn, went up, challenged himself. Excuse me. Yeah. Early mornings. Went up, went up and challenged himself against Yawn, got the loss. That was his first loss. Yep. Correct. First loss. Right. And then he comes, then he loses to uh, Alex. And that was a legit loss. He was winning the fight, comes back, loses. He's like, look, I can beat this guy. I can beat this guy. He comes, he back, comes back and he gets the win. Gets the win. Greatly. Nicely done. And he gets the finish in that confidence builder right there. Boom. I did what you did to me. I got yep. you back. Okay. Sniper. Bup, 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 bup. Even, yeah. Even, even more. <laughs> even more. There, there was the no referee just, yeah. you know, saying, okay, you've had enough. To, yeah. There was no doubt. You were out. Mm -hmm. And then he okay. just got outworked. He just got outworked and got out game planned against uh, uh, Sean Strickland. The style. The it? style of the fight. Exactly. Again, no different yeah. than what, you know, you saw with KSI and Tommy mm -hmm. Fury. When you all of a sudden are in there with someone who's doing something that's different than yep. what you have seen before, it's awkward. It's hard. Bobby Green. It's difficult. Bobby Ooh. Green, man. He talks about it. I fucking taught Sean Strickland that fucking Philly show. <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah, he goes, he got it from me. Larkin. Yeah, he me got it from me. Larkin. Got it from me. So, you guys, that, that show's going to drop in the midweek show. And, uh, man, he's fun to talk to. A lot of history there, buddy. A lot of history. Good kid. Love him. Love him to death, man. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, what else you got for us, Dave? All right. One fight that we wasn't announced when we filmed last week it was the co-main event mm -hmm. had a change in it. Yeah, and oh. so Hamza Chmaev is taking on Kamara Usman now. Ooh. I tell you, the, the thing you got to look at this, Hamza fighting Paulo Costa, you're preparing for a specific style. Mm -hmm. This is a different style fighter. I give him credit for taking this and taking it, you know, on the time. And you got to give Camaro credit for taking a tough fight right away early. You know, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, I'm not saying it's, I like this matchup better, but I like the Paulo Costa matchup also. Hmm. So, Great fight either way, but I, I love the fact that both of these guys stepped up and said, yeah, you know what, just whoever it is. I wouldn't say I like it better. i just say I like it equally. Like, Because okay. because the Paul Cross fight could have been sprawl and brawl. I think it's, that has the potential a, to be a little bit more of an exciting but I, fight. But same, okay, when you get two wrestlers, Josh, they end up standing. That, are, that are good, what, what normally happens? They end up standing. Okay. Yeah, I look at, though, look, the one place that Usman lacks is the speed. He's got a good hard jab. He's got good power. Yep. Um, He's really become a fucking really good stand-up guy. He's got, you know, he's really good. Um, I want to see how much better he's gotten since uh, his loss to to Leon. Um, he's just there. Like, he, he can wrestle. Can he wrestle, though? Will he wrestle? Because... Everything I've heard is that he doesn't wrestle as much because he's dealing with some like his knees are not he yeah. can't handle the wrestling as much you know in camps yeah, and got, stuff he's got injuries he's got injuries he's got problems and so I think that there's a lot to be said I think on this on how he approaches this fight on the feet 
the speed's going to be a factor. And if uh, Comstock keeps this thing on the feet, I think Usman's going to be in a little bit of trouble. If Usman can make this into turn this into a little bit of a wrestling match and start to slow uh, Comstock down, I think I think he's got a better chance. How if, many people have uh, you seen take Kamara Usman down? Yeah. Leon. Yeah. The first fight in the first round, Leon, because I don't think Kamara was even thinking it would, it would not occur. Not the first fight. Not the first yeah. fight. No, no, not, oh, I'm sorry. Se- second yeah, fight. Yeah, second yeah, fight. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got to read just six. First championship fight. Second, the yeah. second fight overall. Yeah. He mm-hmm. took him down. Other than yeah. that, I can't remember somebody taking him down. I think Kobe got the take. Kobe got the takedown. He just hit his hip though. Was able to control for a split second. Then he yeah, but he back just up. popped right back up. I get it. That's like not. It. A they didn't count it as a takedown. It's not a takedown. Yeah, it was John. Okay, well now you're Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Dave saying, "Oh, that's absolutely well, a takedown." Kobe should have won the fight because of it. I just I laugh because DC I think um, was talking about it in one of the they went AK one time. Like that shit was a takedown, and I started I laughing. Not. I was like, "No, no, it wasn't." We were laughing about it, giving him a hard time. It's not. It's not. It's not a wrestling takedown. This is MMA. Yeah, takedown is where you control the position. Oh, okay, I mean that's kind of wrestling too. Same thing. No, it's just <laughs> you still got to. Yes, different. John, you have to control no, the takedown. You know, you have to put them in a position, but it's a matter of with MMA. It has to be you're controlling their body in that position for a moment. You know, I wrestled before, right? I yeah, know how no the scoring shit. system works. I think I, I, think I wrestled. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It's not the same. Uh, not the same. But yeah, it's. Um, I think that. I think this is going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I think if he. I think if Usman can survive the first round, like the big onslaught, and you start letting it go, is this a three round fight, though? It is. Yes. Because uh, Islam will be a five round. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be hard for Usman to win a five round or three round fight. A five round fight, I'd probably lean towards Usman. I feel like every time I fucking, just, I, I, keep, the, I keep going against, I'm not going against yeah. Usman. I just don't, I don't no, give him it. the credit and the love he deserves, man. This kid's I, fucking I good. Look, I look at Usman, first off, if there's one thing that, you know, and I, look, I've watched Chimaya before he was in the UFC. I, I, we talked about him before. Mm-hmm. When he first came, I said, look, I've seen this kid. He's fucking good. But he does get tired. Yeah. Usman has got an incredible gas tank. Yeah. Similar to a Colby Covington. If there's a guy out there that can match that gas tank, it's Kamaru Usman. Yeah. He has got a gas tank. And, and in my opinion, the one thing that is going to really separate these guys is how much work does Kamzat get in before he starts to get tired? How much damage is he able to do to Kamaru? Because if he's not, Kamaru's going to keep that pressure on him, and that pressure could be what starts to break him. Yeah, I've always wanted to see Kamaro go up to 85. Yep. You know, I would have liked to have seen him because I look, I look at Kamaro Usman. If he gets this win, he's fighting Sean Strickland. You think so? No, Dana already came out and said the winner of this fight's fighting for the title. Okay. That's what he came I out and it. said. He's like, the winner of this fight's fighting next for the title, which makes sense because Izzy now is stepping away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, uh, Kamaro, I think Kamaro's like, look, I've done everything I can at 170, I feel good at 185. Um, he's got I think he's kind gonna of feel great at 185. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. 
So I'm looking forward to this fight. I just I'm worried about the speed of of Hamza and his sporadic like he's real active. He's very aggressive in that he's first strong. two and a half three minutes. Yep. yep, he is pushing on it. And can Kamaro get back to to his to his technique? Can he get back to his stance to defend himself fast enough? All of those things. I look at him like he's gonna have to deal with that 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 onslaught in that first three minutes yep. against but i think after he survives that i think he's got a good chance and he's got a really good chance and i feel like people must think that i, like, I got something against him small because i always seem to kind of go against not go against him but say that ah he's kind of the underdog he's kind of the underdog i think he, he got, might be the underdog in this one. homeboy always proves me matter. wrong though he has always proven me wrong always yeah. this guy can this guy can fucking fight oh he can fight Kamsa, uh, uh, kamar usman can fight he can fight yep. so i'm looking forward to it um, I'm hoping I'm hoping Usman gets the win. I'd like to see him get the win. Get in there. I like to see him and Strickland. That'd be a fun fight. Not bad. Fight. All right. What else you got for us, Dave? All right, I'll give you this last one here. Uh, USADA and the UFC are parting ways. There's, there's some. There's a lot to talk. Some about. Tension around on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like a whole other show. You I was guys. Say, this is going to be an hour <laughs> conversation now. This is a whole other show. Um. Yeah, there was something on here that I wanted to point out. The uh, who was it? Was it Bronstetter? I think it was. It was. It was. I sent Aaron this to Bronstetter? you. Yeah, Aaron Bronstetter. Did I send it to you, John, or did I send it to Dave? Yeah, or in the news. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no. yeah. Let me see. I think I sent it to Beta. <laughs> I just saw Dave's. This is the dump truck. Oh man. Let me see. Where is this? Oh, off topic. Off topic. Uh, since we're talking about science right now, <laughs> I think I must. I must have just sent it to you, John. You Let's sent me like, something. On... Yeah, I think the Bronstetter thing I sent to you. No, I didn't. I don't know where no, you I did sent not. it. I'm Damn looking. It. There's nothing there. Damn it! Damn it! You might have done it to one of our other ones. Did I send it directly to? Dave? Anyways, there's okay. Can you pull up Aaron Bronstetter? His Twitter. He did a good. He did something, and he underlined something that was very. It was very on point. And this was um, apparently from what the UFC had released. It's his Twitter. It's about USADA. Damn, I thought I sent it to him. Let me see. Did I put it? I sent it to you. You know what? It might be in my photos. Maybe I just snap. <laughs> there it is. I got it. I got it. Sorry. Here, let me let me send it over to you, Dave. My bad, buddy. My bad, guys. Sorry, guys. Listen at home. I'm I'm over here dragging ass. Here, Dave, put that put that one back up there as far as uh, the USADA, and we'll read it out as far as what USADA said. It says we are disappointed for UFC athletes who are independent contractors who rely on our independent gold standard global program to protect their rights to a clean, safe, and fair octagon. The UFC's move imperils the immense progress made within the sport under USADA's leadership. The relationship between USADA and the UFC became untenable given the statements made by UFC leaders and others questioning USADA's principled stance that McGregor not be allowed to fight without being in the testing pool for at least six months. That is from USADA's CEO, Travis Tigert, who has been in charge of that for a ton of time. <clears throat> so. Well. Well, 
Now, hold on. Now, Cindy, now the UFC says they're going to be going a different way. Okay. And this was part of, you know, their whole thing. And I'm, like, I'm not saying that USADA has been perfect. I don't think they have. I think they've done a lot of things that really, in my opinion, are wrong because they don't want to be wrong. And that's a big problem. I think that for you to be uh, fair to the athletes, there's times when the athletes have tested for something that they had no idea they were ingesting something in their body that was uh, against the rules, illegal, whatever you want to say. They they have a list of things they can take. They're taking something, and you know Josh Barnett. You know, look at he he tested positive before, but he did test with under USADA. He says, "Look, this is what I took." They go and buy that product on the shelf at the store. He has to pay pay for it, but gives it. You know, USADA takes that they test it and it tests for exactly what they popped him for now how's someone supposed to know you know and to sit there and now well we're going to give you six months why are you giving that person six months they did nothing knowingly wrong that's where i had the problem with usada there was a point where it's like you don't want to say that you're wrong you know or that someone didn't do anything wrong you know you've got to prove that well we were right so you're still going to get some time that was my only. That was my one thing that I, I didn't like with USADA. They're like they're the, they're like exactly like the state athletic commissions. They don't want to prove. They don't want to be proven wrong. Yeah, <clears throat> athletic commissions are the same way. It drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> Sorry guys. <clears throat> um, I look at it like <clears throat> this is where I have a problem with, and now <clears throat> the UFC is talking about starting their own. The one that's underlined over there. Oh, there no. it is. It says right here, Novitsky says, Dave's still moving around. <clears throat> Dr. Dan, how do you say his name? Eichner, uh, who runs the SMRTL Smirtle. lab. It's Myrtle. Smirtle. Smirtle. Yeah. Okay. Smirtle lab. Called Smirtle. <clears throat> which has the highest accreditation in anti doping, will run the UFC's laboratory. Yeah. So it will be owned by the okay. UFC. And they've That's already hired. They've hired. Well, see, this is this is the problem because see, they hired and they just came out saying who they hired, who was the guy, who was the, you know, one of the Look investigators. The yeah, a big fucking deal. Yeah, you know, we're one of the investigators was Saddam Hussein. It's like, okay, who's he working for? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's working for the UFC. Yeah. Oh, it's your laboratory, so you're the ones that are in control of it. So you're the ones that can sit there and say, okay. Connor, yes, you don't have to do this. This is what's wrong. At least with USADA, they kept you in check as far as you, you had to play by their rules. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't like playing by their rules, and so you're going to go into and you're saying it's independent. It's not independent. No. And, and that's what I, you know, when you first asked me, I said, this is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're showing. And this is what he's showing right now. It says he will run the UFC's laboratory analysis and the science. Look, we've already seen that they'll bend the rules. The UFC will bend the rules. They will bend the rules for guys like Brock Lesnar to get it passed and for him to fight. They will bend the rules. They tried to bend the rules for Nate Diaz. They said, look, we're going to bend them a little bit until after the fight, and then we'll deal with it after. And Nate called him out on it. He said, fuck no. We're dealing with this shit right now. 
You're not going to slander my name. You're not going to fucking hang me out to dry after I've made you your money. Fuck you. And that's where you're going to run into these problems. I, If you're going to do this, if you're going to come out and say that you're going to be testing all of your fighters, it has to be done independently. That's This is why promotions don't want to have to deal with this. This is why they let the athletic commissions do it. That's right. That being said, my, I asked you this the other day. I said... Say this thing gets the UFC's laboratory test this person positive, and they're on the and the and the fighter's on his last fight with the UFC under contract, and then he gets suspended by the UFC. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a UFC laboratory. That is not the California Commission or the Las Vegas Commission laboratory. So, am I really suspended, or can I just tell you to fuck off and go fight somewhere else? Because it's not independent anymore. And so, like like you were saying. That before the commissions would take the USADA doping and the blood testing and the urine or whatever it was, and they would use their samples and they would use their, their, um, they would suspend them if they thought, if USADA, USADA said came it that, came yeah. up with that test. There, there were commissions that did. Yes. Now, will the commissions do this? Because this really is a blurred this, line right now. Is, I'm telling you, this might change everything for what the commissions are going to <clears throat> accept. With USADA, and when you're looking, when you talk about Smyrtle, you know, Smyrtle is an organization that does the testing, okay? They're the laboratory that does the testing, and a lot of commissions use them for the the testing that they do with athletes. But the problem is, it's they're the laboratory, but they can only test what's being sent to them, Okay. And what's being sent to them is going to be run through the UFC's laboratory and their people working for them. This, I can't think of the guy's name that they just hired and stuff. You know, Novitsky will be in charge of him. He'll be in charge of the laboratory. But there's too much now as far as a crossover that the independence of it mm-hmm. is in question. Yeah, you got you got to look at it. If you're not going to question it, then you're just going to say, "Well, the UFC is, you know, they're not going to cheat," and you're going to believe yeah. in that. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying the UFC is trying to cheat. No, for the thing, but I'm saying they're putting themselves in a position where someone can say they're not being fair. They're not doing it the right way. Well, John, what gets what makes this even more complicated is now that betting is allowed. Yep. You can say honestly that they, now you're saying allowed for a long. No, I get, I get what you're saying, but <clears throat> now kids off of their fucking phone can bet. You understand what I'm saying? Like they, no, what different. what you're doing is they now are putting themselves in a position to to be scrutinized or really looked into by the yeah. government, being like, "Hey, you're skewing fights. This fight here, this person, they could have tested positive, but in your laboratory said they didn't." He only had picograms. Well, what's your idea of picograms? I'm just throwing this all out here. Like this, there's a lot of things. If you, this is why I've had this co- this uh, conversation with Scott Coker, because when I first went to Bellator, I was like, "Hey, Usada's over at UFC." We we talked. I said, "Have you ever thought about doing it through WADA? Is it VADA or WADA? They're both. You have both. That's the World Anti Doping Agency and the mm-hmm. Voluntary Anti Doping gotcha. Agency. So he had talked about bringing in one of those companies, and he's like, yeah. "Look, really, what it comes down to, he's like, now it feels like that I'm having to 
regulate my fighters. He's like, let the commissions do that. That's their job is to test them, you know, in the middle of camp and test them, you know, the night of the fight, if they feel um, they need to, he's like, once you start bringing that in on you, he's like, it becomes a problem. He goes, then if certain fighters are not, certain fighters are not getting the test results they get or like how Yoel Romero and Jessica Penny went through this, obviously, I think for a yep. long period of time, she went yes, through she this did. shit. Yes, she did. And she lost three years of her career because of this shit. And now right. it looks like the promotion's doing it to them on purpose when it's not them. At least the independent people are the ones taking the, the brunt of the litter, the, the whole, the argument. Whereas now it's a UFC laboratory. What are you talking about? Maybe your laboratory is not clean. Maybe your laboratory got the, got things mixed up. There's a lot of things. <laughs> now you, you now you're say. talking about cross contamination. Oh exactly. God. It could be, there could be a ton of things, you know, and, they didn't want me to fight or now this just leads more into that whole Dana privilege. They don't like me. Dana doesn't like it just gets it gets real. It gets real foggy here, John. And it's 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 not not that I'm saying that they're that they want to do these things. It just that can give the perception that the UFC is controlling who who makes it to the top, which fighters they like get there. And if someone's having contract, especially when someone's having contract problems, that's the real problem. This when is what someone's having about. contract problems, and all of a sudden they tested positive, I know I didn't take anything. I've been taking the same shit for the last, you know, six seven years. Fuck yeah. no! It just it, it ends up getting complicated. <clears throat> it does. It can. You've created a situation, and this is this is why the UFC stepped away. They did that whole thing. From the fights in Macau, mm -hmm. Rich Franklin against Kung Lee, I think was the the fight that was. Yeah, you know they caught Kung Lee, said he was he pissed dirty, and then <laughs> Kung came back and it's like, well, and there was no doubt. Look, you take a look at the pictures. I, mean, I love Kung, but he he was putting out pictures of. I mean, he had veins coming out of his waist. All of a sudden, it's like. Kung, forty something years old. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, you didn't you didn't think about this before you did the, it. There's just some things that don't happen based upon, you know, age and, you know, being in shape and stuff. You can sit there and say, oh, I'm, I've changed my diet. Yes, you did. No. You know? yeah. It's called <laughs> so, a science diet, by the way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there is a science diet. It's for dogs. And if you take it, you're going to get ripped like a motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But th that was the reason they went to USADA. And you looked at it and you go, man, I understand. And it's smart. And now be in it. It's all, I don't want to say it's all based upon the one fighter, but it's a control of when they can use somebody. They don't want somebody saying, well, no, he's got to be in this program for so long and you can't use him because that person is a moneymaker. And uh, yeah. it just doesn't look – it, the optics are bad. Yeah, they, they are. The they're, they're extremely bad right now for this. Um, but just like everything else, the dust will settle and the sure. media, the media, if they want access, will kowtow to the UFC and let them free on this. And that's just the way it works. I mean, they understand, look, they don't, they want credentials. They want to get into the shows. They want to be able to write about it. They want to be able to not be scrutinized by, by Dana up on the platform after every event. And, um, so they're going to do what they're, they're told. That's what the media does. They're going to do what they're told. And I like that Bronstetter came out and he underlined that it was the UFC's laboratory that will be doing the testings run by so-and-so and so-and-so. All those things are great. But where you're, like I said, where you're going to run into the problems is when you have any type of problem with a fighter, 
whether they're being disobedient, they don't like Dana, they, they talk about Dana privilege, they do any of this or the contract isn't what they want or when they ask for more money, they get busted or if they end up getting tested hot. Careful, careful because like it just gets a, there's a blurred line. Now you run the organization and you hold my contract and now you're testing me to see if I'm breaking any, any, any rules. And along, you mix that along with the uh, code of conduct stuff. I mean, there's fines that can be slapped on you. There's penalty. Like, do you start slapping fines on the people for testing positive? Now how the NFL and all the other people do that. Be, now you're take you're garnishing my money and not making me fight or not giving me a fight. There's a lot, man. There's a lot that can be involved in this. It's scary. It's a scary situation. It needs to, this is why Coker had said plenty of times, we stay out of it. We let the commissions do it. So there's no lines that are blurred. It's freezing that, in my house right now. <laughs> it's like shaking. It's so cold. Uh, I would say something as I sit here with a hoodie. On. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hold, give me one sec. Hold on. No, wait, wait. What is that? Oh, my God. He's leaving. Trying to find, he's trying to find something. He's, he's spinning. Hey, he's out the room. He's gone. My man is gone. And on that note, uh, we'll just wrap up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, there you go. So. Because <laughs> he's going to come back and he, you know what's going to happen. He's going to come back and say. Let me ask you Let me ask you a question, mm -hmm. Dave, since, you know, your company. Well, it's not your company, but the one you love, the WWE. They have a doping mm -hmm. program, right? And so none of those wrestlers take anything anymore, right? Uh, they, they don't know. I, except I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Brock <laughs> does, but I don't think most people, most of the guys do. You don't, yeah. huh? Okay. What about the boss, Vince? Well, he's not. He's not a competitor. Yeah. What do you mean? He competes all the time. He does all of the sticks. No, he's not for like. Not yes, for like he does. Years. He hasn't. Oh, bull! He's done it since mm. then. He had the one. I, the twenty years ago is when he tore both quads off. <laughs> you got to give it to the dude. He's he's. He, He's a gamer all the way to the end. You know he tore both yeah, of his yeah, quads yeah. on yep. one of those? And then he, when he came in the ring, it was a Royal Rumble, and he came in the ring. and Yep. Um, yep. He sat on his ass. He was good move. Feel bad for him. Good good entertainment. But there's no, there's, there's no way. There is absolutely zero chance to tell me that, oh, the, the guys in the WWE, oh, no, they're all clean. Stop. <laughs> and they get tested it's the uh, same you know it's like stop yeah you know, this is what happens when you're in charge of your testing if we ran through with usada <laughs> wwe fuck it'd be oh epic. my god it'd be epic there would there would there wouldn't be there wouldn't be anybody left well here's the thing john do you remember when usada first came on and then i remember like some of us fighters went over phil davis myself we all left the ufc and went over to the bellator yeah. and everyone's like oh you went over there because you guys can cheat like oh they, they don't test you know it's like all those guys are on steroids and realistically what you're doing now is you're putting the control of the testing into the company who runs the fighters yeah. <clears throat> and so when i say it's blurred it's blurred it's going to be really blurred by the time they get done with this whole thing, because, oh, we, we put this guy as the highest of credibility in charge. And he was the guy who chased down Osama bin Laden and, and Saddam Hussein or whatever it was. Like, I'm like, he didn't chase shit. none of that shit doesn't make it. It doesn't. No. It, doesn't he do can still be told thing. what to do. 
That's right. <laughs> Who, who's writing his checks? Exactly. Who does he you work know? for? Mm-hmm. And what does he know about drug testing? Did you bring him on to do what? Like you brought him on because he's got, he's got what high standards. I don't, I don't know. Like it, do, it doesn't make any, does it like, what does he know about drug testing? What does he know about lab results? What does he know? What does he know about those things? Um, anyway, Jeff Novitsky will teach him. Yes. The, the golden, golden snitch. snitch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the name. golden snitch. Brendan Shaw came up with that one. I was a great name. And like, I'm telling you right now, I love Jeff Novitsky. He's a great guy. He's a very, uh, straightforward honest guy really like him but it's a matter I feel of a but no i'm sorry i feel a no, butt coming no, no, but. like you, you said but yeah no like it yeah i there there's a like let's i didn't want to we didn't want to i didn't want to talk about it last week because i wanted more stuff to come out and luckily more stuff did come out and um <clears throat> instead of just popping off and saying well things, there, there was no idea who they were going to go with all they yeah. said is we're going to go with an, another independent company okay and if they did, look, if they had gone with WADA, they had gone with VADA, you look and you go, okay. There's, you know, hmm. Nothing keeps them uh, in that position where USADA has to be the company that they go with. You know, it's a lot of money they put out for this testing. Yeah. So they should have the right to go with where they want. But Well, I think whoever they do go with, like if they end up using an independent lab or whoever they decide to work with or whatever it is, but the bottom line is, is whoever they go with, they need to learn to to understand fighters make money off of this. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. You brought that, you brought that up in the beginning was yep. you have to, you have to say, Hey, I, we fucked up. Like remember the Yoel Romero thing? Yeah. They tested two, they tested 200 samples from store bought and it all came back positive. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why is he still serving another four months before Thank he can you. fight? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Absolutely. Get his ass in the cage right say, away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you did take it. It's like, man, if, I, if I'm eating a goddamn stalk of corn and the guy who grew that corn was able to put something into the ground that makes it come up into the corn, how the mm -hmm. frick am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Okay. I'm eating corn. Well, I mean, let's not forget, remember Canelo Alvarez? Yeah, horse he meat. Yeah, it was, he was saying it was Texas then, uh, well, beef. Well, okay, and the truth is. Not Texas, sorry, Mexican, Mexican no, Mexican cows. beef. And yeah, it's true beef. because Mexican uh, ranchers. Cattle, yeah. Mexican ranchers were putting clembuterol into the feed of the cows, and that came out in the meat. It's true. It wow. happens. And so that's why he used it. I'm not saying that's what how he got it. Yeah. But you know, they had had they had, had set quite a few boxers from Mexico mm -hmm. come up with clembuterol. So I like I had sports asthma and I, I had to use clembuterol as a inhaler. I think it's yeah. clembuterol. No, that's albuterol. Oh albuterol. Okay. Albuterol. Okay, never mind. Sounds yeah. the same. That's <laughs> one of those. Obviously, buterols. obviously I knew what I was putting into my body. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what the fuck, <laughs> dumbass. Oh, all right, guys. Hey, man. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. It was kind of early. Sorry about all the yawning, uh, man. Boy, I'll tell you, it was freezing too. I was freezing. Struggling. You would think with if it's freezing, you're not yawning. No, no, no. Actually, when your body shakes <clears throat> like that, man, I had to take a piss too. That's why. <laughs> I was shivering so much, took the piss out of me. <laughs> I shivered the piss right out of me. That was something Dave would say, took a piss out of me, right? Do you guys say that yeah. in Scotland? 
Yeah, it took a piss. It took a piss out of me. Well, that's funny. I take the piss. All out right, of hey, well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. Uh, great, great main event yesterday by the UFC. Great job. Co-main actually lived up. It was better than I thought it was going to be, John. It was better than I thought it would be, but you know, there was good. some other fights on there. There were, especially the Jonathan Martinez. He looked oh, fantastic. He looked fantastic. Yeah, uh, McKinney and Pahea, uh, Michelle Pahea, Pahera. Yep. That they Pare- both fought Pare- their asses. I yeah. listened to Joe Martinez Pereira. Pereira. So okay. I'm going with Joe Martinez. I'm going with the announcer. Pereira. All right, Joe. Good job, Joe Martinez. Yeah, um, don't mess with Joe. I, I mean, Arujo is what they were saying, I think, is what it was yesterday. Okay, Arujo. 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 Viviana I mean, Arujo. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, we've been in these type of meetings before. We've spent literally like fucking 15 minutes on one person's name. <laughs> and no one could get it right. And then yeah. we, got to, we got on air, and everyone said it differently. Everybody. <clears throat> And then well, one of the was, one of the best ones is it it, it was Dovlajan Yegshimurodov. Yes. Okay. And then you because know, and it spells out as you look at it, it's like okay, yeah. that makes sense. Dovlajan Yegshimurodov. Got it. And then Dovlajan comes up. He goes, ah, please, my my name first name Dovlet. <laughs> what? Dovlet. Dovlet. Okay. John. Got it. You know, and you look and you go, well, it's not in the writing. And this is the voice. He goes, I said, whose voice is this? Listen to this. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said this. I, um, I just called them Yags for a while. Yeah. I good. said, yeah, you just call them Yags. I wish we just stuck it's with Yags. Easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was way easier. Instead, yeah. People were looking at the name. It's so funny. I had people going, yeah, Chris uh, Martel. Yeah, this this guy's name. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, because we, we were supposed to cut. We were doing a set at the desk. He's like, yeah, um, this guy right here. <laughs> he just yeah. points yeah. to the name. He's like, yeah, John. I played golf with the buddy of mine that I met here, and uh, on Friday, and uh, at the at castle at Castle Hill. It's like in the lakes there, like down by South okay, Lake, yeah. uh, Texas, by Dallas, and. Um, <laughs> he takes me we go out afterwards after we go out to this little like uh restaurant bar kind of thing after we play and uh he introduced me to a couple of his buddies that are there and they call this guy fuff oh <laughs> geez. geez john fuff his name is fuff oh, and fuff i said well, I, I go really fuff i'm like what the fuck fuff you goes <laughs> <laughs> And so the guy's there, and yeah, he, they do, they wouldn't tell me why they called him Fuff, and they've known this kid since he they've known this guy since he was a kid. And Fuff walks away, and goes like over to talk to some other people, and then the the guy that's his buddy goes, "Hey man, let me tell you why they call him Fuff." He's like, "Tell me why they call him." So he's telling the story. My buddy hadn't heard the story either. He's like, "Why do you call him Fuff?" And he's like, "Well, when he was a kid, he had really fucked up feet." And so we call them fucked up feet. Fucked up feet is fuff. And so what they would do, his feet were so bad, he had like several surgeries to fix them. Oh so they God. took like bone grafts and stuff. They had shaved his bunion. I guess his feet used to do like this. Like his toes would like go inward. What? And so like, a, yeah, like a real bad bunion anyways. And so for when he had the surgery, they had to put uh, wooden shoes on him. Oh, Jesus. Now he's a Dutch. And and so he had wooden shoes. And so, and he had to play basketball. And so he was on the wooden floors playing basketball in these wooden shoes. It was going clunk, 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 clunk. Why did they call him clunk? 
They got so so they, they were so mean to this fucking guy. His name is Lyle, by the way. They were so fucking mean to him. Like they would go to like high school parties and college parties and fucking because his feet were so fucked up. They would take his shoes off right before they got to the party and make him come into the fucking party. And they would take his, they'd run his shoes into the party and make him come in and get it. So everyone could see his fucked up feet. So they called him Fuff. Fuff. He's still, he's fucking probably my age, maybe a little bit older than me. And um, they still call him Fuff. But I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, why do you guys call him Fuff? What does fuck Fuffs mean? What does Fuff mean? It means fucked up feet. And so I tell him, I go, um, I, I said there, we were sitting there having some food. And I go, I go, let me see those fucking bad boys. <laughs> let me see them. He's, he's like, he's like, you don't get it. He's like, now though, they're beautiful. He's like, I, I spent a lot of money yeah, to get them dude, fixed. You got no room to talk I with got, your Flintstone feet, man. Whoa, you got bro, Flintstone feet, dude. I got really bad feet, you guys. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very actually, um, I'm subconscious about it, man. Are like, you sensitive, sensitive I'm very about sensitive about my feet. <laughs> Anytime I go anywhere and I have to, like, we go to the beach or something, I don't take pictures of my feet. It's just you know you know there's an actor uh, uh LL Cool J, he has an actually in his contract you can never show his feet. So every time they do something where you got to show his feet, they actually have these little black booties they put on him oh that fit his God. feet. John, you were there. You were there at the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NCISLA, yeah. right? You, yeah. well, you were the ref inside the cage, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So in that in that if you go back and watch, he's wearing black booties. Is he? In, in the MMA fight. John didn't even catch it. Jeez, man. What kind of ref care. are you? <laughs> One Come that on. didn't care. What kind of ref are you, buddy? Um, yeah. No, he, he yeah, he's it's, wearing black it's boots. their production. They can do what they want. I don't yeah, he, he has it in his contract. You can never film his feet. No shit. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he actually is the one that told me that. We were off to the side talking um, after the fight scene. And we were all just, and we were kind of off to the side talking. And he's like, and I was like, um, I, go, I go, you know, you can't wear shoes inside the inside the cage right he's like he's like i got that shit in my contract he's like, I, you remember, ugly, he's like I got ugly feet do you remember that fucking remember the movie boomerang with a yeah, Murphy? absolutely yeah. we and it was all shit. about fucked up feet yes it was about fucked up they should have called that fucking movie fuff fuff <laughs> we should have called it fuff <laughs> that's one of my all-time favorite movies man you got martin lawrence in it oh you got it was great eddie murphy uh there's uh robin givens right tyson's ex-wife oh, yeah. was in it yep, yep, she was yep. and halle berry oh oh yeah She's my all-time. She's probably my all-time favorite. Oh, what, what, okay, like, what was the one? I like Kate Beckinsale too. She's Halle Berry was in the one with uh, Hugh Jackman and John Travolta. What the fuck was that name? Ah, ah, ah! Shit, one of my that favorite a, movies. It was a good movie. Swordfish. Swordfish. That was, yes, that's it. Swordfish. Great movie. Yeah, that, that was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was doing the face thing. Now we just talk about catfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh who's getting catfish now oh jeez, oh, man they, they, it's that's that shit's crazy remember the, oh, the, dude, kid, I, the kid from notre dame uh Tua. oh fucking uh, yeah not Tua. Not no manti teo manti teo yeah catfish yeah. i thought he was married, oh my basically. god it's fucking crazy i felt so bad for him Dude, so did i because he didn't do a damn thing wrong all he was was he's a nice guy that's you know because he was a football star and everyone, everyone expected he was getting, getting tail everywhere and stuff, but he kind of wasn't that dude. Tim Tebow, man, same he, shit. He got <laughs> Everyone got, thought he was getting tail. They're like, nope, man. still a virgin. Yeah, My, he good was for just, you. He got eaten up from that thing, man. I was like, man, way to ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
No, that poor kid. There's a there's a whole thing on that. Uh, people want to watch that. I think it's yeah. on uh, one of the ESPN thirty for thirty. It's a it's a documentary, right? Like, like a, yeah, yeah. It's a good little. So I heard thing. I heard it was pretty good. It's really good. Take a look at that. Um. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna go ahead and run off of this. Go to uh, WayneInMerch.com. WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our apparel there. You got hoodies. John's in one. I had to go get one right now because it's getting cold outside at night here. I was at I was at uh, I was at the soccer game. On Friday night, John. Okay, I got to say something then. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was at a soccer game on Friday night. Game started at 8 o'clock. That shit didn't end until like 9.30. It was freezing. Do you have these? Let me ask you this. Do you do you have these silkworm things in, in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. They float in the air? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's places that have them, yeah. I know what yeah, they are fucking everywhere here. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's like these. It looks like, it looks like a big spider web, like cobweb. Yeah. That shit just flowing around. Yeah. My son right, was right running on, around. Yeah. My son was running around. He like got one in the face right in the oh, middle yeah. of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's coming yeah. off. He's like, uh, he had the only goal for the game though. They still lost. They lost. We get them. we get those damn spiders that do these giant webs on the trees <clears throat> and cover up all their stuff. So those things are my wife goes get rid of that fucking thing. I'm always oh. having to pull those things down. <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I mean, like we have a spider web in between um, two bushes in the back, two holly trees in the back, and that thing's probably got to be at least five feet across, probably four or five feet tall. This way, yeah. sorry, four feet across, probably about five feet. It's huge, man. It's yeah. huge. All right, you've got since you like soccer mm-hmm. on Netflix. There is a documentary on David Beckham. You got to watch it. It's freaking good. Really. Yep, so it's probably like five, four or five, five part series. Are you a Bennett it's, like Beckham fan? Yeah, you are now. Yeah. Or are you? Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I've always liked certain players and stuff, but it's crazy how they intertwine, and you, you'll kind of get that with this whole thing. <clears throat> Got and it. Where, where this, you know, dude, that dude was fucking thirteen years old when he oh. was signed by Manchester United. John, they're lo- they're younger now. They're younger now. Six, yeah, seven, mean, seven, eight year olds are being signed right now. Freaking nuts! Yeah, seven, eight year olds right now are being signed. We we literally had a uh, a young girl on the U.S. team. I believe she's eighteen years old. Sixteen, eighteen. I think she's eighteen. But we've we've had players play on our team on our on our U.S. national team that are sixteen, seventeen years old. John, it's insane. I have a really good friend of mine in, in San Jose. His son. Was so good. He was playing for the for the U twelve U thirteen earthquakes. He was so good. He's now in Germany. He's only seventeen years old. He's in Germany now. He dropped out of high school. Didn't drop out. He got a GED. Oh, yeah. yeah, got his GED. Now he's playing in Germany. He's over there on a, on a team over there on one of their teams, playing on an actual. He's getting paid. He's getting paid pretty well. Seventeen years old. His dad, his dad is a friend of mine and his dad goes, he's finally off the payroll. Fuck. Thank God. <laughs> he's like, now I'm just waiting to collect some money. There he's like, go. come on, kid, pay me back. With all the Uber rides and everything. All <laughs> oh the- man. Whew. No. And it's look, the price that I'm paying here in Texas versus the price I was paying there in California for my son to play soccer, completely different. And the level here is better than the level in California, which is crazy. I mean, soccer here is a lot cheaper. And the level is a lot better, which is nuts to me. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's areas in California that have next of level course. soccer, yeah, yeah, next yeah. level. But, um, but yeah, I think um, definitely just, oh, man, I love it. I love, I love the sport. I love watching it. I played it my whole life, and um, I love it. 
I don't follow the, the, I know I love it, but I don't follow the European series as much as I possibly can. Just the time changes. And, but now that the apps are involved, it's a lot easier to follow. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it was hard to get European soccer oh, yeah. on regular TV. It's just yeah, hard here in the so, States. Watch right, that. Go, go ahead. Watch go ahead, say it. Beckham. Go watch it. The David Beckham one. Go, okay. Go watch it. Check that out. You'll like check it. that out. All right. All right. All right, Dave. You know Give what? Give me a hoodie. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Dave Fuff too. Fucked up face. Fuck. <laughs> now that he's all shaved, Dave is gonna be Fuff. Yo, fucking yo, Dave Fuff. Yo, Fuff. Yo, Fuff. Fucked up face. Come here. <laughs> till it grows back. You're Fuff uh, until that shit grows back. Oh man, Talia's gonna love me. She's like, I'm on Talia's side, man. I'm just gonna fucked call you Fub then. Fucked up brain. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I still got good looks. It can get me by. <laughs> People judge first by the looks, so that's okay. All right. Hey, uh, go to WayneTheMerch.com, pick some more apparel, and also hit subscribe on our channel. Subscribe to us. Hit the little bell and notifications. We've got Bobby Green uh, coming up. We filmed that episode, and that should be dropping in the midweek show. We also got another special guest tomorrow uh, that we'll be filming with. And a little extra content going up on our OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Uh, John and I are going to do a full breakdown of the Bellator card that's happening in Chicago, November 17th. Don't miss it. That will be available on our OnlyFans. Uh, that will also be up on the Bellator YouTube and uh, Instagram pages as well. So John and I will be doing a full breakdown of that tomorrow. There you go. You know, doing the... For everyone out there, if you're doing the John Travolta like my man Josh Thompson... <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. We kind of screwed around a little bit here at the end, but thank you for watching and we will see you.